Uh, we're glad you guys could join us, and we're looking forward to everyone regathering. And I know that we have some family members that aren't in proximity anyway to our location. We have some people that call, uh, call this their kind of their spiritual family, and I just want to say hi and a big shout out to all of you guys. Um, how many of you just now were having a hard time figuring out how to get that little wafer out? I'm like, I've turned to Rumpkin, how do you get this thing out? I didn't even know how to do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little different because we're, we're trying to be as safe as we can, and uh, it's a little different, but we will, we'll be doing that for a while. So I guess there's, there's two different tabs. There's a top little tab I found out she helped me find to get the wafer out, and then you got to dig deeper for the other one. All right, we got it? All right, we're all working this out. <laughs> so anyway, good morning. You guys doing Okay. Everybody all right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's good to see everybody this morning. And uh, I wonder if Shmoo is going to join us again today. I don't know. You guys like Shmoo? You guys uh, enjoy having Shmoo around once in a while? Um, so today I got a great message for you. Pastor Tim. Oh, he is here. Shmoo? I bet you can't guess where I'm at. <laughs> well. Pastor Tim, I'm right here. There you are. Hi, Pastor Tim. Hey, how's it going, Shmoo? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Pretty good. Pa Pastor Tim. Hanging in there? Yeah. Pastor Tim. What? Um, I've got to be honest. I okay. need some advice. Uh-oh. Oh, Pastor Tim. Need some Tim. advice. Maybe Remington Pastor can Tim, give you some. I've been trying to be a good boy. Wait, we oh, have been struggling. Great. Pastor Tim. Yeah? The other day, I tried, I tried to help my neighbor out, and I tried to do it all by myself, and he was real sad, and guess what? What? Well, it didn't work very well, and I ended up telling him he had peanut butter snot. He had peanut butter what? Snot. Peanut butter snot? Yeah. Oh, no. So you're trying to, wait, let me get this straight. You're trying to be, you're working really hard. Yes. At being a good schmoo. Yeah, a good, very good schmoo. Yeah, a good schmoo. Tim is not working out very good. But you, you, you're not quite able to do no. it the way you want to no. every time, right? Yeah, exactly, Pastor Tim. Oh, okay. The other yeah. day, yeah. my mom, she made supper. Yeah. And she was in the middle of making supper. Yeah. And I had a jar of peanut butter. I couldn't wait. I was impatient. Oh, and so you can't, you're trying to be patient, but you couldn't do no. it. Oh, Pastor Tim. Yeah. And then uh -oh. I, was, I was coming to church this morning, and yeah. I wanted to be happy. Yeah. But I wasn't. You were. I was were. sad. You were sad. Yeah, Pastor Tim. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Oh, I tell you what, it is hard. How many of you can relate to Shmoo? Sometimes you're trying to do the right things, but you can't always do them. Anybody out there? Yeah, let's, well, Shmoo, you know what? I got some good news for you. Okay. You're not alone in this. I'm not. No, I mean, not only are all these people out here in the same boat as you, but you're not alone because God has sent his spirit to help us. So really? today's message is for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because God's oh. here to help us. I can't wait to. And, you're, and you don't have to do it on your own, buddy. Oh. You got some help, okay? I can't wait to hear this sermon, Pastor Tim. All right, awesome. It's going to be great. Yes. Hey, I'll talk to you later, Pastor Tim. Okay, all right. Pastor Tim. Yeah? There's a really good-looking guy down here. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Tim. Yeah? This guy's wife is very lucky. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Now, um, uh, do you, is this your... Oh, I'll see you yeah. later, Pastor Tim. No. Okay, all right. Bye, Shmoo. We'll see ya. <laughs> all right, so today, if we got any children here... Um, we're going to be showing the children's message, and if you're watching online, the children's message portion is still going on online, and it's extra, and it's above and beyond what we're doing here live. And so uh, if you're doing live streaming, 
stay tuned to that. So right after our, our message here, we'll transition right into the kids' ministry. Isn't that cool? All right, so how many can relate to Shmoo? We've all been there, and I want to talk about something that God's kind of, I don't know, I, I guess kind of working on me a little bit, and uh, maybe you can relate to it too, and it's the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, Paul is talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And I've mentioned this before, but when I was younger and I started learning about the fruit of the Spirit, I thought it was something that I needed to, to have, or I needed to do, or I needed to learn or change, kind of like schmoo, like I'm trying really hard to be a good schmoo or a good person or, you know, I'm trying my best to be who God wants me to be. Has anybody ever thought that before? And I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be like, loving, like, you know, love, uh, peace, gentle, patient, kind, all these, there's nine of them, just, just nine right there in that one Bible verse. And uh, I'm like, how do I do that? Because I'm not always loving I'm not always joyful, I'm not always patient, I'm not always kind or good or faithful or gentle or self-controlled, okay? And so it's a frustration uh, in, in my life, and even now, it's still something that I, I get frustrated with from time, time to time. And so this, this message today uh, really is found in this passage in verse 16. It's the same chapter, but before Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, he talks about something called walking by the Spirit. Uh, one translation says living in the Spirit or living with the Spirit or walking by the Spirit. So I want to talk about this idea of walking by the Spirit. What does that mean? And so this is what Paul says, and then let's talk about it a little bit. He says, so I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. Anybody agree to that? Okay. He goes on and says, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And then he says this in verse 22. Skip down a couple verses. He says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Well, that's forbearance. Forbearance is patience. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, against such things there is no law. Those who, are, who belong to Christ Jesus have done this thing called crucify the flesh. Okay? It sounds like a, a loaded statement, which it is, with its passions and desires. And verse 25, this is the verse I picked out for us to meditate on and really kind of think about this week. Okay? So verse 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, okay? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I'm going to talk about that verse uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Uh, and so um, the law, when we look at the Bible and I, I look at uh, Jesus' teaching, and then especially Paul, who is talking now in Galatians, Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament. When he talks about the law, He's talking about this idea of feeling like I have to do all of these things in order to be right with God. That's what he usually is talking about when he talks about the law. Kind of like what our skit was with Shmoo here a few minutes ago and how we've all felt that before. Like, I need to be better. I, I ought to be better than I am. I have this weakness. I've got to work on this. I, I, I'm, I'm not 
as patient as I should be. I'm not as loving as I should be. And we feel this pressure to kind of like line ourselves up with God, right? And, and now the law, when, the, when you're reading about this, and as Paul does a great job of teaching this, the idea is that that thought can get skewed in a very unhealthy way in our lives. And the thought can be something like this, where if I don't line up, if I don't get my act together, if I, if, and, and it's, there's two things that can go really bad here. One is you can start to think that your salvation is dependent upon yourself getting your act together. That's a big problem because that's not what the gospel is at all. And it can, it can cause you to start to get into this works effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I got to do this, and the pressure's on me to do that, and I'm not where I should be, and oh, man. And Paul writes about that in Romans. He says, I don't always do what I want to do, but I want to do it, but I can't do it, and he's going back and forth and back and forth, and we've all been there, right? And there's, there can be an unhealthy skewed view of salvation if you're not careful that somehow it's up to you to do the right things and stop doing the wrong things for you to earn God's love, to earn his forgiveness, to earn answers to your prayers. If I do this, then God will do that, right? If I become like this, then God will be happy with me. And, And that's that's an error of thinking. That's not what the Bible says. Aren't you glad? It's not up to you in your effort. Um, and, and the second thing is, not only can that be associated with our salvation, but the other problem that could happen is you begin to think that all of the changes that you want to make are up to you, like it's on you. And, and if you've ever really tried to make some changes on anything, you, you've, you've discovered what I've discovered. We can't do it. It's super hard. Willpower runs out. Motivation runs out. We're not, we can't change some things. We might be able to change our looks. We might be able to learn some new things. But we're talking about the core essence of who we are. How, how, do, you, how do you make those changes? And, and the Bible says, and we sang a song that said something about, this is stuff only God can do. Only God can do this inside work. And so the good news today is Paul says, since we live by the Spirit, uh, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So here's the good news. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God, the power of God to come alongside of every believer to actually help us be who God's called us to be. You are not alone in your desire to, to please God and to be like God. And so God gives himself to us. We are no longer looking at words on a page trying to line our lives up with those. But now the Spirit of God, when we allow him to habitate you know, in us, the presence of God himself comes in us and he changes us on the inside. This is really, really important that we all get this that the Holy Spirit isn't a denominational, um, it's not a denominational thing. Right? You can go to a church and one church will say, no, 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 we, we're not into that. Okay? No, 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 You're, you are into that. That's the only way that anybody can be changed is through the presence of God, the power of God, the gift of God to be with us so we don't have to live 
a super frustrated life, okay? <laughs> so um, what's the difference? I was kind of thinking about this. What's the difference between a believer who's walking in step with the Spirit and a believer who's not walking in step with the Spirit? And I don't have to guess about this because I'm both. Sometimes I'm walking in step with the Holy Spirit, and sometimes I'm not, and I'm a believer. I'm a believer when I'm not. I'm a believer when I am, but I'm not really believing that well in terms of, you know, not walking in the Spirit at times. And when I'm not walking in the Spirit, it doesn't mean I'm not saved. It doesn't mean I'm not forgiven because it has my, my, my salvation has nothing to do with my performance. I can't make God love me anymore because I'm trying to do a better job at following him. You guys with me? Okay, so my salvation is not what changes. It's the quality of life I am experiencing in the moment is what's changing. And I have had both experiences. How, how about you? All right, so Paul says, he goes on, he's teaching this all over the New Testament, over and over and over again. He's like, since Christ has died for you, since he has set us free, since you are now a child of God, since you once were in darkness and now you're in the light, since all these things have been done for you, now consider yourself dead to sin. Now clothe yourself with Christ. Now walk in the Spirit. And he's trying to teach us how do we now access a totally different existence in the Lord right now. You see what I'm saying? So this concept of walking in the Spirit uh, versus not walking in the Spirit has a huge difference in the quality of our life. So let's just kind of go through a couple of ideas here. Uh, when, when I or when you are walking in the Spirit, we're focused on God. We're focused on the Holy Spirit. We're focused on what God is focused on, okay? But when we are not in step with the Spirit, we, we could be focused on trying to do something ourselves, trying to be a good person, trying to be a good Christian, uh, and focused on our self-effort. The mindset could be in the Spirit. What is God doing? God, what are you doing? What are you saying? Who are you right now? Or the mindset outside of the Spirit could be, what should I do? What ought I be, should be doing? And you're focused on, what do I need to do to be, you know, a good person, a good Christian, how do I change this? But the Bible says, look, stop looking at yourself and your effort and start looking at God and the Spirit in you, okay? That's the difference between being, what Paul will say, under the law, under this pressure, or under the Spirit, living with, with God's love and following His leading. One motivation would be love, the other motivation is I got to do, I got to work. The one is I'm working, the pressure's on me, I got to make something happen, and the other walking in the Spirit is God's got me, God's, I'm trusting in Him, He's leading me, I'm following, I'm following, I'm trusting, I'm resting. Over here, I'm striving, I got to do something, I got to make this happen, pressure's on me, I got to come up with the answer. How many of you can relate to this? A little bit. Just a little bit? So what happens now? What is the fruit of these two different lifestyles? Okay, so now let's go back to the very beginning. The fruit of walking by the Spirit 
The things that you don't strive for, but that happen when you're focused on God, trusting and resting in Him, listening to Him, enjoying His love, the fruit that you start to experience, not that you changed, not that you went out after and got or made yourself learn, but the fruit that you begin to experience is love. You experience love. You experience joy. You experience peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Because why? Who's in control? God's in control. And he's going to always lead you with these types of fruit, okay? And when I'm in control, what are the fruits, right? Frustration, maybe. Stress. Uh, Maybe sickness related to the stress. Maybe anger. Uh, Maybe all the opposite of the things we just said. Maybe some anger. Maybe some uh, worry. Uh, Maybe some impatience. Maybe some edginess. You know, uh, maybe some roughness. Uh, a lack of control, maybe we could get down and depressed because we, we know we can't do it. And we tried, and we try, and we try again, you know? And then we have a crash because it's on us. And we were never, this is a truth I want everybody to know, we were never meant to try to be like God without God's help. So that was never God's desire for you is to line up. His desire has always been, check this out, check me out. I'm with you, I'm in you. That you would experience his love, and his love would, would overcome all fear, right? Doesn't the Bible say that perfect love casts out what? Casts out the fear. And when you are finding the perfect love of God in your heart, it literally almost like a light beam casts out the shadows or the darkness, God's love just swallows up all of the insecurities and fears and worries of our life because we're no longer looking at ourselves and our insufficiencies and our, all the, the, the lack that we have. We are now caught up in God's love, and his love, just like a giant beam, just scatters all the shadows, all the darkness, all the worries. And you, you've experienced this before. I've experienced this before. When we're there, whatever that place is, that space where we're, we're aware of God's love, we feel his presence, we feel that peace, and, and the, the thing is like, how do we stay here? How do we stay here? How do we learn to, to, to stay in the Spirit? How do we walk by the Spirit? How do we live by the Spirit? Because we've spent a lot of time, you know, in the other place, not walking in the Spirit, what the Bible would call walking in the flesh. Now, walking in the flesh is just, you're on your own, buddy. This, this is what you got. This is what you got. You got you. You got your flesh, your ideas, your resources. You're trying to do this stuff, which you can't. It's a spiritual issue. It's, it's not a flesh issue. And your flesh can't solve the spiritual problem. Only the Spirit of God can solve the spiritual problem, right? Only God can satisfy uh, your innermost longings and and, and restore your soul and heal you. Only God can do that. And so that's why it's a frustration for us when we start to try to do these things on our own. So Paul says, so let's walk by the Spirit. Let's live by the Spirit. And this, this uh, tense in the Greek language when he's talking about that, 
It's present tense. It's not something, I did that. I, 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 uh, I gave my life to God. Why isn't everything changed? I prayed the prayer with pastor. I prayed it online. Or I, I, I prayed it, that I remember praying to God and giving him my life. Why isn't my life all different now? Because it's right now in this moment, you can be either relying and trusting in God and experiencing this, or uh, in this moment, you can be filled with your own worries and, and thoughts and struggles. Do you see what I'm saying? So the tense here in the Greek language is right now, it's a habitual, um, continual uh, admonition of us to Walk by the Spirit. So he says this. So if we're going to live by the Spirit, then it's almost like put your arm around him and stay in step with him. Walk with him. That's a constant, moment by moment, going with him. Staying in step with the Holy Spirit. And as you stay in step with the Holy Spirit, as we learn how to do this, it's not that easy, but as we stay in step with the Holy Spirit, then what's going to happen in your life is as you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have love, joy, peace, patience. Isn't that good? Kindness, goodness. You're get, that's what's going to happen to you. This isn't something that I'm going to get up here as a pastor and say, all right, church, it's time to learn patience. It's time to learn patience, all right? I've been hearing some things, and it's time for us to... Get this down. It's time for us to be patient. The Bible tells us be patient. I, have you ever felt like that? Like that's what you're supposed to do? But you can't. That's not, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you get patience when you hang out with the Holy Spirit. You get it. You have it. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that before? Can you think about your life? And in times when you're close to the Lord and something happens, and you almost are the third person, and you watch yourself not react and blow up because you're good with God, and you're almost like, oh, my word, who's talking right now? Look at this patience oozing out of me. Where's this coming from? Because normally I would be like, you know, losing it or something. And then just the opposite, we, we have lots of examples of the opposite probably, right? Where we're, we're not really feeling loved by God. Maybe our mind is on some problems of our own. Maybe we're stressing about some things. We're in this, this other space. We're not walking in stride with the Holy Spirit in that moment. And then something happens, and what happens? Can you have a, what's going on here? You know, and we kind of, you know, blow up or we're impatient or we're unkind or we're rough with somebody. So it's not something you learn. It's, it's wherever you are with the Holy Spirit. If you're hanging with the Holy Spirit, you're in God's love, you are patient. You have it. You have it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I get excited about this idea. That I don't have to learn these things. Because those, those things are, I mean, how do you, I don't know. Yeah, you can count to 10. You know, there's some techniques and some good things out there. But the Bible says it's all about walking in step with the Holy Spirit. And I often think about this. I don't know if you guys like those moving sidewalks in the airports. I love those things. Man, you're at a big, if you're at a big airport, you know, and uh, you're, you got some luggage, and you're like, oh, my word, you know, I don't know why they, they, they always give you the farthest terminal to get to, you know, but you're going up there, and then all of a sudden, I remember the first time I ever saw one of those walking 
uh, you know, moving sidewalks. Like, this is awesome. So you get on the sidewalk, and I'm always in a hurry anyway, so I don't just stand on it. You know, I'm walking on it. And then there's people sit next to you, and you're, you're, you're coming up to the sidewalk, and you're like, and you're just, and you're taking a, you're taking a stride, and this person, and you're just like blowing this person away, like, woo, 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 and you're just like, yeah, we're getting somewhere. Isn't that a good feeling? Okay, listen, I know this is a terrible analogy, but I, I feel like living in the Spirit is like walking on a moving sidewalk. There is the blessing of God on your life. You're just, you're taking ground. You just, you got the presence of God in you, the joy, the love. Things are happening, but it's just like you're just, you're just, I don't know. You've got this extra blessing and power in you. And you're not just struggling one step at a time with this heavy backpack and dragging this luggage. There's a help inside of you. You take in a step, but as you're stepping, you're in step of the Spirit, it's like he's already like, woo and you're moving. It's a supernatural presence in your life, and it quickens you on the inside. It, it, it just blesses you, and everything about God is life, joy, fullness. He wants you to have freedom, and, and you know, if I was to contrast these two lives, with emotions, I might say joy versus anger. We see a lot of anger, you know, right now in our, in our world. And uh, uh, that kind of anger, it's not coming from someone who's walking in stride with the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that as the fruit of the Spirit, anger. That's a, that's a fruit of uh, some other things, very frustrations and, and focusing on some things, you know. Not that there aren't problems in the world, but which way do you want to live? Do you want to learn how to walk by the Spirit and walk on that moving sidewalk and just have that blessing in your life? Or do you want to continue, you know, to struggle? The blessing of the believer's life is that we don't have to live that way anymore. We could. You can. You can still get to heaven. You can get to heaven with a lot of anger. You can get to heaven with a lot of brokenness. You can get to heaven with a lot of frustration. You can get to heaven, and you'll probably get to heaven a lot quicker than someone who's walking in the Spirit because the sickness and the anger and the frustration and the decisions that you'll make will help speed that process up. Because the Bible says that the results of you and I living in the flesh according to the sinful nature, being controlled by the sinful nature, being controlled by fear, being controlled by frustrations, being controlled by pride and lust and anger and greed, being controlled by these things, which you don't have to be controlled by anymore, but if you allow yourself to be controlled by those, the Bible says that that produces death. It speeds your physical death. It keeps you in internal death. You know, it ruins relationships. It ruins futures. It ruins physical health. It ruins mental health. All of those things. That's what the fruit of that is. And to summarize this, the fruit of walking in the Spirit is what? It's life. It's eternal life. It's eternal life. Now, what a great and awesome privilege we have to be a believer because we have 
a completely different reality we can tap into from now on. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is present for you. God is present in you to help you now live and walk with him, trusting in him to work these things out of you, but for you to rest and trust in him and follow him on your journey of life. So here's a couple of things. I, I'm not going to get through everything, but I, I got a couple of things I wanted to share with you about how do you do this, okay? So did you guys, uh, you know, I don't think we are giving out physical log notes right now, but we do have log notes, and they're online, and they're on our app, and I want to encourage you guys to get those um, because in there, there's more material than, than I'm sharing with you right now. But how do we walk by the Spirit? There's just three things Real quick, I want to mention to you. First of all, we set our minds on what the Spirit desires. We need to fill our minds with God's Word, okay? Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, those who live over here according to the flesh, they had their minds set on what that flesh desires. We get consumed with the flesh, okay? But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, those who are walking in step with the Spirit, they have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. If your mind is controlled by the flesh, it results in death. If your mind is controlled or governed by the Spirit, it results in life and peace. So your mind is very important. And you're the only one who could tell your mind what to think about. God doesn't even do that. God doesn't even do that. You're the only one that gets to set your mind. You, you're the only one that can, you know, control the controls of your mind. And your mind can, you can let your mind think about, uh, you know, whatever you want to. Or you can tell your mind, we're going to think about how much I'm loved by God. I'm going to think about this verse today. I'm going to think about this promise that I'm going to hold on to. Instead of the problem, I'm going to focus on the promise. You see? Instead of all these, my insecurities, I'm going to focus on all that I have in God and all that he's done for me. You get to decide what your mind is set on, and whatever your mind is set on will produce either death or it will produce life and peace. So how do you walk with the Spirit? Well, you got you to get your mind set on the things that God has set on. And it will produce good things for you, okay? Um, number two, we need to sow to please the Spirit. Galatians 6, 8 says, whoever, whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So as you start to just follow the Holy Spirit in your life, even in the little unctions of your day, the results of that are you are now going to be partaking of life, eternal life, life that fills your soul. That's pretty awesome. It's like a Thanksgiving meal available all the time, all the time. You can have all the love, the joy, the peace that you want if you will just sow and follow God. So this is one of the things, uh, I love this verse, it just spoke to me, uh, I think about a week and a half ago, Ephesians chapter 5, uh, 1 and 2, it says, follow God's example, therefore as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. Everybody say the way of love. 
Walk in the way of love. This is what pleases the Spirit, is to walk in the way of love. If you're having a hard time connecting with God, just start to love people. Just start doing something that's loving. You're going to start to connect with God because that's what God's connected to. He loves. He loves. That's who he is. That's what he does. And that's what pleases him. Just start loving. Just start loving people. The third one is we need to rely on the Spirit working in us. And I want to release you from all of your hard self-effort to be an amazing person because you don't need to stress out anymore. I'm not saying that there isn't things that you can improve on, but your source, your power is not you. Your source and your power for true transformation is the Holy Spirit, all right? Whatever he is putting his finger on right now is what God wants to do in your life right now. Don't worry about the rest. Whatever God is speaking to you right now, that's what he's working on. That's what he wants to do in you. You can just relax. Let him take over. Let him work on your heart. Let him begin to show you things. And whatever he's showing you, that's something that he's working on right now. And he is giving you the power to see that change take place. And it works. The Holy Spirit is your power to overcome sin. Not you, not your good effort, not your good motivation. You'll just get frustrated. You'll get mad. Then you get mad at God. Then you'll be like, God, this ain't, this ain't possible. This ain't fair. Your standards are too high. Or you'll get depressed. I can't do it. I'm not good. I'm not as good as Pastor Tim. You know, and, and, and yes, you are, because it's not me. It's not you. It's God in us, the hope of glory. Okay? So let's rely on the Holy Spirit to do that good work in us. All right. Well, I need to close. Man, I don't like these short services. Man. All right. We got to get beyond all this stuff so we can have some more fun together. But I want to I uh, close with these two verses, Philippians 2.13. It's a very popular verse. We talk about it a lot. It is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God is in you, and it is God who is working in you. And he will finish what he started. He is faithful. The one who began this good work in you will, is faithful, and he will complete it. He's the one doing the work. Just relax. Get excited that God loves you so much. He's with you. He's never going to leave you. He's working in you. He's working on you. And he's going to work through you to bring more love and peace and joy to other people's lives as we just have a humble heart and allow him to do his work. And I love this. I, I use this as a blessing once in a while, Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. I love this. It just keeps bringing me back to this. Because if you haven't guessed it yet, I, I spent a lot of time in my life uh, trying to, to fix myself. Okay? And so I have to remind myself of these types of things. And this is the blessing. I want to give this to you out of Hebrews chapter 13. And, and, and may, may it bless you. Now may the God of peace, the God of shalom, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of us, his sheep, may he, listen to this, equip you with everything good for doing his will. So God, equip us. We need you to do that. And may he work in us. Isn't that cool? May he equip us and may he work in us what is pleasing to him. 
through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And may you be released from any kind of religion that has pressured you or just uh, oppressed you, any guilt or shame because you're not good enough. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. That you're not good enough. God's not happy with you. God wants to punish you. All of these are lies. All of these things come from this, this type of a, uh, you know, reasoning that I've given you today because God is for you. I love that song. And I loved it when Carrie just kept saying, he's for you. He's for you. He's for you. And I'm like, keep going. I still need to hear it. Not there yet. Keep going. Because I have to have my mind renewed all the time. I have to be reminded all the time, God is for me. He's for me. Yes, he loves me. Yes, it's, he's in me. He's with me. He's around me. He goes before me. His favor's on me. He wants me to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep coming. Keep coming. I need it. We need it. And that's called walking in the Spirit, to dial our minds into him, to trust in him, to let him produce that fruit in us. So guess what? Congratulations. You have love. You have joy. You have peace. You have patience. You have kindness. You are good. You have gentleness. You have faithfulness. You have self-control. You have everything that you need through him who is in you. You have everything right now. Just grab his hand and walk with him. You have everything you need in every moment of your life, in any storm that you find yourself in, in any point of confusion or hurt or chaos, if you just grab his hand, you have everything you need right now. You have it. When you get that phone call, when you have that surprise, that's not a good one, when you get that diagnosis, wherever you are, whatever's going on, grab his hand. Walk with him. You will have everything that you need, everything that you need. He's with you. He's for you. He loves you. This is the privilege of being a believer. We get to practice walking with God. We get to practice walking with God. I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for those of you still watching on our live stream. I just want to pray that, first of all, there be a release from anyone here that's felt what I used to feel a lot, not good enough, and that you'd be released from that. And, and that today, also, you would just begin to experience more of the relationship side of our faith. Because our faith really is about a person. It's not about a belief system. Wouldn't you agree? Our faith is about a relationship. It's not about a religion. And when you have a relationship with the one who loves you, who said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to do the work in you. I got this. Then how many of you think, that God can finish what he started in your heart. Huh? And, and who does a better job? God or us? Right? And he loves you. He loves you more than you even love yourself. Some of us don't even like ourselves. But God loves you. And we sang that one line, and I'm not even afraid. Once you experience the love of God, you can say that line too, I'm not afraid of the flaws and the weaknesses because you already see them all and you still love me.
and you're here with me. And there's a release in that for some of you this morning. So let's, let's pray together. Would you stand with me? Just lift your hands towards heaven. That is where our help comes from. Our help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. He is for you. He is not against you. He does have shalom for you. He has peace for you. And if you're here this morning and you need a release from that shame or that guilt or that not good enough spirit that comes upon a lot of really good intentioned people, that is not from God. And today I'm just believing for a release for you today in the name of the Lord that you'll be set free and that weight will be lifted from your shoulders as you cry out to God and you turn your trust over to Him. What a relief that you don't have to do it anymore. You can just rest and trust in the Lord, and He will finish what He started. God, we come to you this morning, uh, here in this place, here wherever we are watching from, and we lift our hands to you, we lift our hearts to you, and we say, Lord, we need you, and we, we cry out for you. And God, I just pray for anyone here that's listening or watching Lord, that has felt that pressure, felt that guilt, felt that religiousness come upon them, that not good enough stuff. Right now, in Jesus' name, we just pray for a release for each one from that burden, from that pressure. And Lord, that you would come and you would fill our hearts with your love and your acceptance, and we would sense your peace, and we would see our minds would be changed, and we would open up to this new idea that you are at work in us and you are at work through us. And we choose you and we choose to rest in you and walk with you and to come alive in you and through you in Jesus' name. Would you say amen with me? Amen. 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 All right. Well, we're going to close our service this morning and I want to pray our blessing on you again. I know that uh, it was sung over you, but... Uh, this is why it's so cool, because God says, when you do this, I, you will be putting my name on the people, and I will bless my people. Okay, so the Lord is in this. This, this blessing is so important to me. We started doing this several years ago. I don't even remember how long ago. The Lord put this on my heart uh, to start doing, and I thought, man, I don't know if I want to do that, because I'm afraid it will get religious, I'm afraid it will just get like old. But it's never gotten that way for me. There is so much power in this blessing. And I believe that throughout this week, you're going to be walking on a moving sidewalk. Come on. Woo. Woo. Taking ground for the kingdom. Right? Come on. Anybody want a moving sidewalk wherever you go? Uh, you got it. You got it. The Lord's blessing is upon you. Okay? Let me bless you guys before you go. Right? Oh, thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you that you're a good father. Thank you that you love to bless us. You love to see us filled with life and joy and fullness. Thank you, Lord, you don't put pressure on us. You take the pressure from us. And you invite us into this amazing journey with you. Lord, may this church thrive in the love of God. May we have that revelation. May you give us a spirit of, of wisdom and revelation, God, that we might know you better. Oh, God, let us come alive in you. Let us just shine in you. Let our lives just be full of the fruit of the Spirit that we are living richly in your presence. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Wholeness, fullness, and freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll just keep on keeping on. Let's go.